Yeah, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I am your host, Rob, and I hope that you all are doing awesome today. I hope you're having a spectacular day wherever you are in the world. I hope you have all of the right energy all around you, all up in you, and that you are passing that good energy along to someone else. It has been a world wind of a past couple weeks man oh my goodness uh we got stories for you today we got experiences for you today we're gonna have some laughs for you today but most importantly we're gonna have some gems and some life lessons for you today so all of our listeners those of you who are liking please continue to like those of you who are subscribing please continue to subscribe and a huge extra special shout out to those of you who have been sharing our stories and our posts to get the word out to others. We greatly appreciate that. The more ears that we can reach, the more hearts that we can warm, the more minds that we can help mold and build and 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 just reinforce the positivity. Okay. Don't forget you can support the podcast by clicking on our link tree link and checking out our affiliates. We have Acre Gold. We have Jot Forms, we have Garner's Garden, we have Blackwater, and we have Retro Mimi. Oh yeah, check them out. I am not alone today. I have the co-host with the most who is always vibrating higher and uh, surprising me every now and again with things that she don't be telling me. But I don't be, I, I don't be asking either, so it'll be my fault. What we talked about hey. before we started recording. Miss Jessica Fountain. <laughs> Don't interrupt me when I'm trying to interrupt. You're talking about what? <laughs> Put Hello, down the Hello from my experience podcast family. We are back. Um, yeah, because I'm like, what did I surprise you with? I'm, I can't even. The thing with your nose. I never knew that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I thought we discussed this. <laughs> I'm she hit me with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> I'm well, um, just getting off of a little detox, vacay, reset, realigning trip. I went to Atlanta this weekend and that was really refreshing, able to, um, well, this past weekend and was able to, you know, clear my thoughts, my head. Uh, reconnect with uh, one of my close friends and hang out with her for her birthday and just I let work go like for a little a few days which I did one thing I sent you a picture uh, for work but other than that that was it and it was refreshing I, I needed it I met some cool people lots of contacts in Atlanta so I think the podcast, the podcast will benefit from some of that. So excellent. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I've been in, I've been planning. I've been um which matter of fact, I'll I'll go ahead and bring in the first topic and then talk about how I am because it ties in together. So our first topic today, ladies and gentlemen, when are you ready for the next step? And are there any relatable signs, any signs that me and Jessica are having that you all can relate to? And we're talking about next steps as in in life, business, and relationships, and the power of your choices. I always, 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 okay, let me take that back. 
uh, quite a few times, or quite often, I post on Facebook about people's power to choose. Like, we have choices. We make choices every day. We say yes, we say no, we say maybe. Sometimes we all in, sometimes we all out, sometimes we wishy-washy, sometimes we lukewarm. But you have the power to choose, right? Um, I'm going to say this about when I'm ready for the next step. What I, what happens is my relationships shift and opportunities start to come to me that I didn't think about previously. Um, and one of them just came back around and I was not in a position to say yes before because I didn't have my stuff together. The podcast wasn't where I needed it to be. And this was before, this was before you came along, Jessica, um, I just had a lot of stuff going on, but now that we're moving into a new phase where we have ironed some things out, we've worked out some kinks. I think the flow is going to be even greater. And now that I have space to push my vision forward and I actually have more time now, the opportunity came back. It may be an, it's, it's going to be an announcement on here soon. I don't want to say it too early cause I have to go through a little bit of an application process, but let's just say someone took notice of my voice. They reached out to me last year. I told them I wasn't sure. They reached back out to me this year. And in this season where I'm at now, I'm like, let's go. Yes. So I have to turn something in that I'll be recording. And um, I will give y'all an update on that. But I'm super, super, super excited and happy to be able to do this. It's, it's something that comes naturally. And it's something that will it'll fit. It'll fit into my life. It'll fit into my lifestyle. It'll fit into my schedule. And <clears throat> that that was just reinforcing the fact that it was time for me to step up and make some changes. Um, and just looking at the connections that I have, man, I, I was really surprised. I've had a friend recently actually ask me a question. He was like, hey, do you know somebody who's such and such? And I was able to reach out and get him a contact. And I had someone else do the same thing. And when I started looking, I was like, yo, you hooked into some good people. Like, what are you doing? Then I looked at who I'm hooked into and what I'm trying to do. And I'm like, yo, it's time to start bringing these things together. It's time to start bringing these things together. Because for a while, I felt stuck. And when I feel stuck, I don't like to stay there. When I feel stuck, I'm like, okay, I'm stuck. What is holding me back? <clears throat> is it me? Is it somebody else? Is it something that I'm doing? Is it something that I'm not doing? I go into self-analysis mode really quick. Like, it's almost like a crisis panic mode. And I have to start looking around, and I got to start eliminating stuff. Um, I'll have a story about that in a second. But I've been blabbering for too long. But that's how I've been doing. <clears throat> and that's just one of the ways that I know it's time for me to step up. And that, that I guess that was on the business tip. What about you, Jessica? Yeah. Um, for me, I find that in life, business, and relationships, there's usually discomfort. And the discomfort is like, um, I think what you described as stuck, but mm. it's not just being still and not knowing where to move. It's like there's friction. There's like a level of like frustration, um, sometimes pain, just a level of discomfort. Um, and I often like to describe that, which is so crazy because I was talking to a client today, as when sometimes when you get things, you're in your, your new season, life is good, there's everything's 
gumdrops and fairies and all the good stuff. And it's kind of like when you buy a new device, whether that's a cell phone or a tablet or a TV, it comes with that clear protective screen on it. And I feel like a lot of people um, sometimes keep that on for a while. And so when it's new, you can do that. You can operate. Life is good. Nothing's bothering. You can operate with that clear plastic on there and it looks good. It's still new. But over time, dirt, dust, particles get up under that and it starts peeling up on the side. And it's like there is a, a divide between it's time to release this. And I think that once you get to that space, like some people are still trying to operate with that that clear coating on it. It's like, no, release it. Let it go. Because <laughs> that was never meant for you to use it like that anyway. Right. And like it was comfortable because you're so happy and proud that you have this device, whether it's a new phone, um, whatever, and you don't want to mess it up. But at some point, that becomes a hindrance. And, and you can almost not use the device. And there's nothing wrong with the device, but it's just time to shift how you're using it, shift in, in your movement of it and utilization of it. And I think in, in life, that happens with people. Sometimes you have to, it's not that the friendship is completely bad. You have to reposition the, the access or the capacity of the friendship. Maybe we don't hang out every single day. Now we hang out more intentionally, you know, every few weeks. Maybe, you know, it's a total separation. But, like, when you think of nature and the processes of nature, of growth, of change, there is, like, um, usually some type of shift that occurs that isn't comfortable. And, you know, birthing, birthing a baby, there's contractions, there's the actual pain, there's all of these different things. But right on the opposite side of the most intense pain that you'll ever go through, you have this beautiful blessing of a baby of new beginnings of, you know, possibility on the other side of it. But getting through that, you know, you go through the joyous period of like the the baby shower and everything's happy and we're expecting. And, you know, then right before you get to what you really, really want. You go through this immense intensity of pain and discomfort. So I think that that's something that a lot of us fight, but it is the thing that huh. is birthing pains and growing pains. And they're not called that for just, I think, hap uh, happenstance. I think that they're called that for a reason. So that's something that I know um, is mm. definitely me transitioning. You, you hit the nail on the head, and it goes back to kind of like our history as a people. Because we're used to persevering and working and fighting through trauma, sometimes when we get in situations that are painful and hurtful, we think that's the way it's supposed to be. We keep hearing hard work. You know, I had to grind. I had to hustle. That may be true, but that don't mean you have to live there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, oh, friendships take work. Yeah, they do take work. Or, you know, hey, I'm at this job. You know, it takes work. But if it's stressing you, you're miserable, you're tired, you don't feel right, your energy is off, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there hey. for the sake of, well, I need to work through it. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> you can yeah. choose to say, hmm, I can do this, which is more productive, which will give me what I need mentally, physically, 
financially and I can be out. You can do that. Um, that that's the power of choosing. Yeah. With you saying that you don't have to stay in it. And I think what you do have to do is strategize at that point. Yep. Because you have to identify where you are and where, what you just absolutely hate or dislike about it and ask yourself, okay, how am I, not just how am I going to change it? Cause that can sometimes, sometimes our way ain't the way either, but what is it that you want to change? Like what about it do you want to change? Mm-hmm. And then being open to the process may look differently for every person or, you know, even what your idea of the process, but like really, truly, what is it that I want? And, you know, where am I? And then now you have to put some type of strategy in place to be able to maneuver to that spot, but not just accepting um, accepting where you are as just like a, a rite of passage. Like this is, bah humbug, this is just my life. So, um, you know, getting a little bit clearer on that point of creating a strategy to move you because none of us, we all have choice. We all have a choice to like, um, options. There's a card that my clients, I do affirmations after services and there's a card that says options and forgetting that we have unlimited options, like in, in almost every, I mean, every there's options to it. I mean, um, so you choose what, what outcome do you really want? And then, that's what you want. Okay, now you got to pitch your tent and like strategize for that outcome. Um, so that might again be a forced discomfort. Like maybe you want out of a situation. Well, that might mean a pay cut. It may not always just be abundance. It may be yeah. okay. I'm going to take this temporary pay cut because I want respect i want to be valued i want to wake up with clarity i don't want to no longer be stressed um i saw a post uh, or news article uh the mayor of atlanta she's no longer keisha lance bottom she's not going back uh to that position and it's like or not going up for re-election it's so these things that we do we choose to somebody, it's like, oh, my God, why would you give up this platform? And then to someone else, it's like, well, she's there obviously is a choice. I can, I'm can, i choosing yeah. to seek out something else, and my strategy or my purpose, my alignment has changed. And I think that we have to be, you know, really open, like, looking at it from all angles, not just from that closed-minded. Sometimes the come-up is in the setback. Um, so... You're right. And I will say this and I'll briefly tell y'all about, you know, my transition to move into the DMV area. Uh, One of the biggest things and we we constantly talk about this, man, just seek out mentors. If you can find a great mentor, someone who is for you, about you and does not have their own intentions at play, that can it, it is it is such a beautiful thing. I have about three or four people in my phone that I can call that will give me a that know me. And that can give me a very, very uh, clear and neutral perspective on things. When I present something to them, they have no stake in it other than I want you to be successful. It's not about, well, dang, if Rob does this, this is how it's going to impact me. No, they're looking at, okay, this dude trying to do something with his life and make this move. Let me give him the best advice based off of 
my experience and the situation he's talking about. And back to what Jessica just said about planning. When I was transitioning, I was working full-time real estate. My mentor and broker, I told him, man, I want to move. But I said, I'm not making enough money in real estate. It wasn't his fault. It was my fault. I was like, this just ain't for me. So I had to plan and strategize and job hunt in South Carolina first because I needed some money. So I got a job. After I got the job, I said, all right, you want to move to the DMV? Where are you going to live? How much does it cost? Did my research, found that out. I said, absolutely not. Can't afford it. Had a family member. Called them, said, look, this is how much money I'm be making. I got this job up there lined up. Can I stay with y'all for X amount of dollars? They said, yes. I said, cool. I worked my job in South Carolina, saved my money. And when the time came, I was gone. I accept I had a job lined up for me when I left. Left, got up here, moved in with my peoples. I was working. It was not a job that I wanted, but it was a means to an end. While I was working that job, I decided, hmm, bro, you got a degree. Why don't you use it? I did some more research. I said, all right, boom. Got another job. Transitioned again. <laughs> got the new job. Got, and then I was like, all right, I'm living with my peoples, but I want to move out of here. Don't have a problem with them, but I want my own space strategize that as well. I sat and planned. I said, where do you want to be? One, two, three, four, five. How are you going to get there? Opportunity came across. I, a, a godsend opportunity came across. I sat down. I weighed my options. I looked at my finances and I made that transition. Did my paperwork. I got accepted to this program that I'm in. Boom. Here I am today. But it, I mean, I simplified it, but like I really had to sit and think, okay, I'm here. I'm at point A and I want to get to point F. How do I get to point B? How do I get to point C? And it was uncomfortable. I moved up here, y'all. I had maybe $1,100 to my name, to my name. And I had three flat tires within the first two months of being here. And I had to get license, registration, pay for all that stuff to get transferred, documents to get, like all kinds of stuff, right? I did the best that I could, but I made it work. And I think that when it comes to the hard part of the struggle, if you're going to struggle, try your best to take that hard work, the fight and all that, put that into the transition, not into the situation that you feel stuck in or that you want to get out of. Put that effort and energy into the transition, those, those transitional steps that will get you out of it. That's what I did. I just put my head down and I was gone. People ain't know where I was at or what I was doing. I was like, sorry, y'all. <laughs> I came up for some air, but I was like, yo, I had to get one, two, three, four, five done. And I was like, yo, you did that quick. I was like, yeah, it didn't feel quick when I was in it, but I did it. Right. So, but that well, was like, goes back to what you said. I just, I love South Carolina. I do grew up there, but it was just time. to. It was time to go. Yeah. And to, to your point with the, um, and kind of, going back a little bit the if you have a goal or some some place where you want to be it's not that you can't have it all but it, i think it is important for people to know that oftentimes you're not having it all at the same time you better say it's it again. kind of like fixing your plate <laughs> like you gotta eat like you can't just put I mean, sometimes it happens, Thanksgiving, et cetera. But then as we learn, you go into the food coma. We're not really meant to entail all of that at one time. The same thing in life. You can't have all your goals today. Like, nope. and if you can, then your goals really probably wasn't really goals, more of like a to-do list. Like, yeah. which is, you know, like it, it, most big, like goals are big 
big oak trees. They're not meant to be little small tasks that you can get done. Oh, at Walmart, check. That's a goal. Like, you know, like, so all of that, um, you have to be willing to take a step, like, or not even willing, but there will be setbacks before it's, it's almost like pulling the, the, the rubber band back or the slingshot back Mm -hmm. so that it can catapult you forward. So in your story and in my story, in making those transitions to spaces that we wanted to be in, I moved to uh, to Texas uh, almost nine years ago now. Ooh, and in that transition, I literally went from being self-sufficient in my own apartment, um, decent, and I say this very loosely, for that season, mm. a decent paid job, um, benefits, et cetera, et cetera. To, I want to relocate to another place. Um, I know no one there and I'm unemployed. So while I was still able to maintain my rent and my lifestyle in Charlotte at the time off of, uh, savings and unemployment, that wasn't really sufficient in terms of to get me a new apartment in a different city where I did not have a job et cetera, et cetera. And so I ended up living with a friend um, temporarily. But this is a person who I've always been independent. I've always, at 14, from that point up until that time, I had never not worked. So I always had my own money. Like, I didn't ask my parents for a lot of things. Like, um, it wasn't like they were just supporting me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all of that said, I had to step back on freedom to get something else that I wanted, which was that led me ultimately to employment freedom. I had to like go live with someone (laughs) and I loaded up my Honda Accord TV clothes and went to stay with my friend, uh, which later led me to a whole nother career. It was the career change to beauty which led to me being self-employed, which, you know, where is where I am now. But that was a major life adjustment to go to having your own space, your own freedom, your own, even things of grieving. Like when you are going through things, you can go through it in your own. If you're in your own space, you can do it. You can cry. You can like eat your ice cream naked. You can just do whatever you want to do on your own pace. Versus now I have to do, I have to figure out how do I even mourn? How do I even grieve in this house with other individuals? Yep. Like is the grocery shopping, is there enough room in the refrigerator? Mm. Like mm. to put groceries. Those are things that I never thought about, never considered. Like I can have random ideas and, you know, make as much noise as I want at 1130 in my own space. Correct. Somebody else is sleeping and they get up at five o'clock in the morning and you're on totally polar opposite schedules. So all of those things matter, but not to just dwell there. It's like you have to take that temporary setback. Who wants to live with someone after you already lived on your own? Like no one. Then after you not just I mean, 
it's one thing doing that in college and then maybe having to do it after college. But once you get the taste of freedom of <laughs> my own space, my own life, it feels like a major step back. But yes. I feel like that was a direct line to me being self-employed, which is some somebody else's dream. So um, I, I just learned a lot. Like, it's a lot of discomfort. And there's no other way to put it. It's a lot of not knowing, uncertainty. Um, next steps require, because when you think about it, it's like going to, we want next steps, new chapters, new experiences, new territory, and new exposure, new expansion. But we want all of it to be in a comfortable, digestible way. And it doesn't make sense when you think of it that way. It's like me getting, wanting to travel and see a new country. But when I get there, I want it to be the United States of America. Uh, what was the point of me going to a new country and embracing a new culture? And I think people even do that. They travel and they're like, the food wasn't good because you wanted it to taste like American food, American food. Yeah. Like or they you have hamburgers to, and, and fries. When they right. Go to another and country. the hamburger is going to taste different. The yeah. ground meat is going to taste different yeah. because guess what? That process is different. We don't even understand our food process. We just go and grab, go and grab, not even knowing the full life cycle of that and the preservatives that go into it, all of these things. And so when you're other places, they they ground that this morning. So it has a fresher mm -hmm. taste than what you packaged that was shipped from across the U.S., you know, to our grocery stores. We don't understand all of these different things. So... Um, that was a long-winded way of saying, like, you're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to get to these points of not knowing. Um, and I think that no matter what it is, life, business, relationships, if you want something bigger, greater, more evolving, and you're trying to evolve in it, it's going to come with a feeling. You're going to feel stuck because you're going to, it's stuck, I think, is equates to foreign. So you've never been in the you've never been in the land before. So you it feels stuck to you because you don't know where to turn. Yeah. But that's like me going to Egypt and trying to go to the grocery store. I don't know whether to make the left or the right. So right now I do feel stuck because I've never been here before. But as you navigate that space, it's like, oh, I know where I'm at. I need to go this way. And mm -hmm. as you navigate it in business, you're like. This is like this thing that I did last month or two years ago. You start comparing and contrasting and you can see the identity in it. So, um, yeah, you, you lots might, of choices, lots of options. I'm going to sprinkle something on what you said. Um, and everyone's journey is different. I had my own place when I graduated college in 2010. I can't remember the year when I got a roommate. I think it was maybe 2013, housemate. It was like 2013, someone had moved down, and we they stayed with me. Then they moved out. Then someone else moved down, they stayed with me. I didn't need one, but I was like, yo, hey, you want to come? Like, hey, you know, I know what transitioning is like. They would transition stay with me. I would say 20, maybe 14 or 15, I got in a relationship. I moved in with that person. It didn't work out, but I was so financially invested that I, I needed a roommate after that relationship. And I had roommates or housemates or I lived with other people, like Jessica was saying, for years, y'all, years. And I'm in my late 20s, early 30s living with other people, 
having had my own space for two or three years in a row to going years living with other people. And thankfully, I, I had the right people around me who, quote unquote, well, weren't judging me, weren't really talking bad about me. And I felt the way about it. I'm like, man, you grown. You supposed to have this, that and the third. But then I had to stop myself and I said, yo, you need to take advantage of this. You're staying with other people. You're able to save more money. You're able to work towards what you want. Fast forward to today, I would do it all again because now I'm in an ideal living situation. I cannot complain about my living situation right now. I got my own space and I have it the way I want it, how I want it, and I can do what I want. And I know how to take care of it because of that experience. And, I, and the other thing that living with other people taught me is how to respect other people's space and their property and things of that nature. So you got to be so careful. Much is given, much is, uh, to whom much is given, much is expected. Something along those lines. But when you can respect other people's things, you can, oh, you will be, to whom much is given. Y'all help me out. The saints in the building. Y'all know that thing. Well, clearly, I ain't been to <laughs> nobody's church um, <laughs> recently. But when you when you have a value, when you can respect somebody else's territory and their things, I think that we unlock the blessings and favor over our ourselves by because you have a reverence and a, a respect and a gratitude for it, for it. It it teaches you something deeper, like and it it also makes you your empathy. So going to along those lines. You respecting other people's stuff now positions you to have your own things and to be able to now it, repeat that and do it for someone else. Like, but when we disregard, like, even if it's an Airbnb or a rental car, I ain't mine. Oh you my never God. have nothing with that mentality. Don't get like, me started. You you have to be able to to truly treat people's things like it was yours. Like. I think I, I just think it's it works hand in hand with your own personal like to receive it, you have like you have to have respect over other people's stuff. So. You're, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. So our next topic, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about uh, outsourcing both personally and professionally. Um, and I learned about outsourcing by working at Exit Realty Low Country Group with my broker and mentor, Mr. Corwin J. Millett. And one of the things that he taught me is that, you know, if you want to truly be successful as an entrepreneur and running a business, you cannot be stuck doing nine, 10, 11, 12, $13 an hour work. You got to put people in place to take care of that for you so you can get to the 100, 150, 200, $300, $300 an hour work. You need to be pushing the business forward. You need to focus on what is actually bringing in the revenue because doing that other stuff is not going to bring in the revenue. And with that, what that has taught me is, and he used to say this to me because I, <laughs> no offense to anybody if you are Jamaican, but people used to say I was Jamaican because I had so many jobs. I would have two and three jobs. I was always dabbling in some kind of business or other field. I was DJing. I was a travel agent. I was doing all kinds of stuff. And jack of all trades, master of none. So I had to learn and tell myself, bro, you're not that good at that. You don't need to be doing that. Or you're not that good at this. You don't need to be doing that. And it's not that I was doubting myself, but it was like, yo, take the energy that you're putting into all these other things and focus it on where you're good at. And if there is another component that you need, find someone else that can compliment you and take care of that for you instead of you trying to do everything yourself. That's what that looks like for me. What about you? 
Uh-oh. I'm sorry. That, that sound <laughs> sound like a like a goat. Just like I don't know. <laughs> <I'm> Wait. <laughs> I mentioned Jamaicans, or you mentioned goats? <laughs> oh now, my goodness! Now I want some goat. <laughs> you know what? Go ahead. Introduce. Okay. <laughs> Hello, world. Uh, Rob wanted me to introduce you to my new voice. <laughs> I'm not going to do it now. I'll do it later. I'll take, I'll take. So I am still learning Jessica, not Nala, but Jessica is still learning um, outsourcing. And for me, I have all, I have, well, I shouldn't say in, in no regard, um, but I have always been like a very creative um, person. So that jack of all trades, master of none, like I can do so many things. Like my hands are my skill set when it comes to um, just creating, cooking, art, painting, acting. Like there's so many things that I can do that bring me joy. And it's not that I'm doing those things just to do them. I, I actually enjoy them. Um, however, in ownership and having a salon, and knowing what my ultimate goal in this business is, I am learning to delegate, to let go, and to um, create strategy towards that. And I will say that you have helped me a lot with that. Uh, it has challenged me. It has helped me. And it has like really been a kind of eye-opening experience because you're really your attachment to business is there there's a difference like you're you are you have a good balance of not being um soulfully attached and don't take that the wrong way like no, i feel like right. you're really good at huh you're right <laughs> Yeah, like I am soulfully attached. I am, but that's how I am across the board. I'm very, I'm an intimate person. So my friendships are intimate. My client relationships are intimate. My, like, I know the people at my grocery store. They know me. They're like, hey, Jessica, you should try this. Like everywhere I go, I create a level of intimacy with the person that I'm talking to. And so for me, it's hard to let go like let go because for so long i think which is a traumatic response and a trauma response is that i've always depended on me like mm -hmm. as my savior and if i researched it enough if i practiced it enough if i positioned myself enough if i did all the things then i would be i can do it i can do it i can do it if i couldn't afford it i can make it <laughs> if i couldn't like uh, I could find, I always felt like I, 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 which is an mm -hmm. ego response. And it's not always negative. Ego doesn't have to be negative. It just is not your highest self. Like if you're trying to get to your optimum potential, then you have to let your ego go because there's optimum potential requires, um, a, a releasing of self and a openness to God, universe, other people, other outcomes. And so when it comes to outsourcing, I am I am actively learning that and I I move better when I am educated on a topic. So for me, it's really important for me on systems, on communication, 
on creating a channel for me to, one, it it allows me to be able to hold the other person accountable <laughs> because mm-hmm. I have, there is a system in place and there is a logic behind the system in place, the communication. So um, I can't say I am, I have learned that I can't do it all. I don't have to do it all. And then there was a point that you made just because you can do it doesn't like, doesn't mean that you have to do it. And I think that that's the biggest thing with outsourcing. It is in, in for so much of my life, I built my mentality on doing things and excelling in them. Yep. But I had to, which got me a great, great distance in life. But again, because we're evolving as people, everything about you is evolving. And your next level sometimes requires you to put down your old mentalities, like a, a lot of times, oftentimes, Ooh, which is yeah. that discomfort. So in knowing how to do a lot of things, just because I know how to doesn't mean that I am and or I, I need to. And that's where my my optimum potential right now in this season doesn't need all of that. And I have to let go of some of that identity in that. And so I'm learning how to do that actively uh, in scaling my business and in preparing it for the future Lash and Soul. Like, I know that th- these things have to be done. And so I'm kind of like creating that groundwork now um, and moving in it. And I think you just got to get out of the way of self. Like with all of this, um, your next step requires you to get out of the way because you have to like take the step. Mm -hmm. So you can't block yourself and be trying to move forward. Like, so you have to like reposition yourself to like clearly make that step. You got to pick a direction. Um, y'all will see with this podcast a direct impact of that one of the things we've been working on is determining what's working what's not working what's fitting communication systems all this stuff that jessica actually has really brought to the forefront that i never had with anybody before and now i feel like with what we have and what we have coming up in the future y'all are going to be able to see that now that we're kind of okay this is where you fit very well. This is where I fit very well. We have a community space where we communicate. So now there are certain things that Jessica never has to worry about. There are going to be certain things I never have to worry about. And that gives her a chunk of freedom. And it gives me a chunk of freedom to operate more in where we want to be and where we belong in our roles. And when you can do that, like my brain has exploded with ideas because I have a sigh of relief now because i know i have someone who is like yo i got this and i'm like yo and i believe them they really got this i ain't got to worry about it so now i can go do one two three four five so you do have to trust you gotta trust and you have to let go you gotta trust and you gotta let go and like jessica said i'm not this is the fun part for me like i'm attached to the let's talk let's let's get these positive vibes out to people that other stuff i'm like Like, (laughs) I just, but I know that about myself, which is why I can say, yes, take it, please go get it away from me. Um, But anyway, please, please, please. Those of you who are jack of all trades, master of none, stop, slow down, gradually transition. And and utilize the people around you 
And it comes in so many different ways, but you can't be tunnel vision and just stuck in um, a way, like mm -hmm. your way, that way, because it's so many ideas, so many things, so many different ways, like uh, the country and culture colloquialism. Mm. There's more than two ways to skin a cat. Like you have to know like how that there are other ways to get things done. Yep. And I, I, we kind of sometimes do this, like I, when one is operating, when we're at a point of the intersection where one person is operating in their full out strength and the other person is resistant to it. You can feel the tug a little bit, mm -hmm. but you have to like let go. It's kind of like tug of war. Yeah, it's a tug of war <laughs> until you release and let go, and then there is no war. Like there is no, there is mm -hmm. not that. Thing. It's just a flow. And so, um, yeah, like being okay to like, and it. I, I don't. I don't think it's not gonna just. It's gonna go away. It's like understanding what you're feeling. Yeah. And that's mental health. Like when you understand, is. which is it's mental health awareness month. Ooh, boop, boop, boop. So, uh, <laughs> but when you understand what you're feeling, then you can just like say, okay, you're just having a hard time with this. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Trust that it's gonna be okay. Yeah. And and you would and and in trusting, you identify like, oh, the house didn't burn down. Oh, like. They do know how to take care of that. <laughs> oh, I can let this go. And it teaches you to to do it again. So until you get a rhythm of that, um, I'm probably talking to myself more than anything. Like No, you're gonna have to do that's the you just say something perfect. You're gonna have to do it again, y'all. There's no definitive answer because they're just sometimes they're just gonna be things. Sometimes there's gonna be things that you care less about and there's things that you're gonna care a little bit more about and that tends to be when those moments happen. But you just said right. a word there. Like once you recognize it, it's like, okay, this is one of those things. All right, what are we doing? Okay. Right. You learn how to handle it way different, way better, way quicker, way easier. But you gotta learn to recognize them. That's the thing. Yeah. Yep. All so right. that's that. Uh Dun 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 dun. I know. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. so, All right. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you got it. Okay. So, uh, COVID is all. I mean, the COVID buzz, COVID nineteen buzz. Like, we're all like, just COVID out. And I think that um, it's been so. It's been such a topic of conversation still. Like, because we went through phases of what the conversation looked like. And now I think we're in the conversation of, have you been vaccinated? <laughs> and so we wanted to kind of put some spotlight, talk about that. Um, uh, will it be used to, you know, how is this vaccine going to be used uh, to marginalize or not marginalize? Like, do you feel safe with it or not with it? Are you choosing to, you know, uh, get the vaccine, vaccine and vaccinate it? Or are you waiting? Um, just where are we as a community um, or nation with the vaccines? So uh, I will start. I have not been vaccinated. <gasps> and I have chosen that just simply because even prior to COVID-19, I am not a person that, like, I, I don't take a whole lot of ibuprofen or um, drugs, like, it's not 
it's not my thing. But I'm also don't I also don't want it to be a stigma or like don't be healthy or don't ignore like that uh, ignorance and such. Mm-hmm. So the one of my biggest reasons uh, I have not taken the vaccine. However, I did get COVID in October of last year. And so in that process, I'm like, well, I have some antibodies uh, and the vaccine itself. Also, you, it doesn't keep you from getting COVID. It just lessens the symptoms. So from my perspective, I feel like I'm already have natural antibodies. So it's pretty much the same to me as it is with the vaccine. There hasn't been enough information for me to feel inclined to want to get that. I am um, totally like, I'm not against those that choose to. Um, I really don't even feel like I have enough personal information to go on a stomping ground on either one of those. But just for me, my family, several members of my family, my parents, um, grandparents, a lot of family members have gotten it. And that was interesting to digest for me because I was in it. That was the that was the line where I didn't become a spokesperson on it because I, I had no control and it was like a forced release of control going back to what we just talked about letting go. And I just, um, I was like, I can't tell them what to do, not to do. They're going to choose for themselves. So you choose for you. And I, I, that's what I'm doing. Um, so it's interesting. It's interesting dialogue just cause I'm not. I'm going to let you, you know, tell your spiel. But then there's another part to it that is kind of like an asterisk on me saying, no, I'm not getting it. Um, And I say, as of now, that's where I am today Mm. uh, and have been for the last few months. But things may change. So we'll see. So, Rob, where are you? I was where you were up until this week. Um, My biggest my biggest apprehension to hold up and I'm not a vaccine vaccinated person either. I don't do the flu shot, none of that stuff, but one, this vaccine was microwaved y'all. Like it was made no vaccine in the history of mankind has ever come out this fast. And I'm like, mm, right, this is unproven. And then, you know, some people say, Oh, you only need two shots. Some people say, Oh, you need one shot. Oh, this shot is causing this. And now experts are saying, nah, this might need to be annually like the flu. So I'm just like, y'all don't even have the rollout. Right. I don't want to do this, but I also have like you people in my family, um, getting the vaccine. And I understand why they get it because the older you are, you're more high risk. You know, so I, I, my mom got it and I, it made sense. Like I didn't try to talk her out of it. I'm like, yo, your health and your condition is different than mine. So you feel like you need to protect yourself. And a lot of the people who have passed away from the vaccine are older. So it is different when you look around and you see people who look like you in your age range dying of this. It's like, mm, nah, let, let me get this vaccine versus me, right. you know, at 36, I'm like, eh. But the other thing that is dramatically different that I'm, it's really hitting me now, demographically where I live, the people that I work with and I'm around, they travel internationally. Like I'm in the education business. People are traveling to different countries all the time. I'm talking Africa, Russia, they're traveling and then they're coming back. So now just in my everyday life, I'm being exposed to a lot of things that I was not exposed to. I, and I, 
not to put anything on them or anyone from a nationality or a country, but I feel like my risk is increased because that's a frequent thing up here. People do a lot of international travel and these are the people I'm around versus in South Carolina, not so much. So I'm like, I might need to do this in order to one, protect myself and two, to be able to move about freely, which we'll talk about in a second. But um, what was your asterisk? Ast- ast- My asterisk is tra- travel. Um, Let's get it. Because you travel. Because <laughs> that's your thing. That is my thing. That is my heart. That is my soul. I get a... If I had to have identified what brings me the most joy, it would be travel. And I... If that if there was a if there was some type of which it, I would fight I, I I feel like I would fight because I I I just have a fighter spirit like so I feel like or not maybe fight is not the best word what's the word I would um, protest I would you know yeah my rights to to try to avoid it if possible but if it came down to me not being able to travel outside of the country I pretty sure that that would be something that would um, move or stimulate me to think about it more. Um, But for now, I'm looking at countries that don't require that Mm -hmm. um, and exploring them. Because, again, your point, it was a very fast vaccine. And we do not know what these things can... um, how they can uh, genetically change our bodies. Like, and I think we, there's so much fear around things. It's so many topics, like, I feel like that could go into this. But when we, we get so scared that we just choose, even me saying this out loud, it's like, oh, you're going to take my passport away? Okay, I'll do it. And, it, and yeah. that, I'm trying not to move like that just in life, like in general, I want to think things through and I want to choose. I want to respond. I don't want to just do things because I'm scared. I don't want to operate out of fear. I don't want fear to be the way I determine the outcome. And it's done. I mean, when we talk about so much, it's like, well, you don't know anybody in Texas. Why are you moving all the way to Texas? Or you don't know you, you what you're going to do when you move to Virginia or all of this fear-based stuff. And fear keeps us stagnant and stuck and in the same spot. And then we look up later from fear, it transitions to regret. And I don't like living like that. That's not the MO of my life. It's not how I'm training myself to react. So that's the only asterisk. Um, But there's a lot of places that are not requiring that. I know that it's changing daily. So right now, while I have some choice and I have the ability, (laughs) I just think that, you know, it doesn't even scare me that other people are going places because in some ways I'm looking at it as it's exposure. When you get those micro doses of exposure, you can build up antibodies in your body to um, be able to uh, ward that off or Mm -hmm. defend. So I don't know. It is all a heavy topic of discussion. Uh, I think it's impacting us all. 
if you got it and I know several listeners have already gotten the vaccine. It is in no way shots fired. It is um, all just doing what you feel like is best. And I think that's the best thing we can do in anything. Um, Any, anything that comes to be just a matter of opinion. Um, So. And don't vaccine shame. I'm already starting to hear people say, Oh, you're, you're vaccinated, right? It's like, it's almost asking me like who I voted for. Like, mind your business. It is. Like, that is the real thing now. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because, I, and I keep saying, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, I like, it's like, like, I get it, but I don't like it. I, I get it, but it's like, does it matter? You can still get it. It doesn't matter if I'm vaccinated or not. I wouldn't ask you about any anything right. else medically related. Right. You know, like, yeah, I don't like, I don't like it. You know, like when we ask, it is a political talking point now, and it's a, it's it's yet another way to divide us, which is why I've personally taken the stance not to. It's already dividing us. You choose. You choose. You you gotta do you. So um, that that's the other thing, man. Don't y'all please. If you really don't have a, if you really feel like you don't want to get this, you don't need to get it. Don't let something as don't let something as trivial like, oh, hey, I want to go to this NBA game. If I'm not vaccinated, I can't sit there. I want to sit there, so I'm going to go get this vaccine that I really don't want just so I can sit there at this sporting event. Because some of those things are happening now where vaccinated people can do this and non-vaccinated people can do that. And I, I'm glad to see a lot of it getting shut down and people and, and, and legislation saying, hey, you can't do that. Because right. that's not cool, man. It's like you you making someone feel like they need to go do something just so they can operate the way they've been operating all their lives. And you're putting their health at risk. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. like So I, I'm, I'm going to get off of that. I'm going to get off of that. Yeah. So that's... Yeah. That's that's vaccination. That's co- That's where we are in 2021 but i am excited on the flip side of not things just opening back up because i have said this several times during the pandemic i do not want to go back to what i was like yeah i'm not trying to go back to to the good old days or whatever like i want to i want to go to a space where I'm choosing to be in these spaces i am intentionally positioning myself i don't want to feel pressure from just society or friends like to to be doing all of these things just because no one thing i learned in the pandemic is choosing intentionally what i want to put my interest in what i want to put my energy and not feeling the pressure and using my voice and it's hard it's hard to to sometimes do that but it's necessary and it's valuable so yeah, that I mean that's pretty much it. I just you know, everyone choosing wisely, making um, decisions that you really believe in, using your time intentionally, um, being intentional about what what you want out of your life with your next steps. All of these things, they're all just they flow into each other because it's the practice, like living. Living a life of intention is a daily practice. Like, so it's not just a checklist of check, 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 and you get these end results. And I think that COVID-19, like, 
is no different. Like, what what's your intention? What was your intention out of this whole experience? Like, what do you want when it's over? Like, all of these th- all of these questions apply no matter we're talking about a vaccine or you're talking about yourself, your life, and your goals. So, um, just really taking time to choose wisely. So that's all I have for today. Rob, anything else from you? Nope. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us and supporting us once again. Really hope you got some gems from this one. Um, We definitely, definitely, definitely want you to really consider the things we're talking about this entire episode. Uh, These are, these have been some of the, the biggest things that happened in our lives that helped us get to where we are today these transitional steps and learning to recognize the signs that that's where the growth comes in when you can recognize and make the changes early instead of spending years and years and years stuck in one place and also take care of your health you know make the best and the healthiest decisions for you you can't base that on someone else's thoughts and opinions you know yourself but ladies and gentlemen thank you again you already know where you can find us fme underscore podcast on instagram you can follow me complete spell with a k underscore vision you know from my experience podcast is all over the facebook where can they find you jessica you can find me on um instagram currently because my facebook was hacked and i am working through all of this about that okay Yes, so I've been majorly hacked in, to the point in which I can't reset it because they changed the email address, they changed the phone number, and so I'm waiting to get uh, permissions again on Facebook. So that sucks from business and all of the things. Um, so y'all send some positive vibrations that way. But currently, I am on Instagram at exposure and that's spelled e-x-p-o-z-h-e-r uh play on the word expose her and um as well as jessica renee with one e.com so what's on jessica renee.com give them a little more on jessicarenee.com, you get to know all about me from the entrepreneurial aspects of what I'm working on, my businesses, my blog, exposure. Um, there's uh, food and resources and all good things. It's under construction still, but uh, growing daily. And just a, a more in-depth um, of all the projects that I'm working on, the podcast is on there. Um, my consulting is on there. So a little bit more in depth with me. There you go. Get to know Jessica more, ladies and gentlemen. Until Mm -hmm. next time, take care of yourselves physically, mentally, financially, and spiritually. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.